Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia, and it's week 11. It's time to look ahead to some of the games, see if there's any early value that we see on the board that we can help you invest in in the NFL season. To help me do it, of course, is Pat Fitzmorris and Sam Hoppin back again, coming out of the dungeon of NBA, getting everything ready for all of you, you crazy NBA folks over there. By the way, in case you didn't know it, we got some NBA content going on in the channel too. So tune in to our new show, Fast Break Bets, your ultimate source for NBA betting insights. And join our host, Matt Modi, every single Wednesday and Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, exclusively right here on the Betting Pros YouTube channel. You can get ready for the hottest picks, the juiciest odds, and all the NBA's matchups for the day, plus expert analysis and player props that can only get you big wins. So make sure you don't miss out on that winning advantage. Go subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel right now if you haven't already. We're doing NFL, we're doing NBA. It's only a matter of time before Pat gets his own hockey show. I can only imagine. But we are here to talk football today, so we're going to get into that. And uh, we're going to start here with the hot one, boys. I want to go right to Thursday night football for the first time in a long time. I don't know if I've said those words very often in the last six weeks, but I want to go right to Thursday night football. Cincinnati Bengals coming off a heartbreaking home loss. The Baltimore Ravens coming off a heartbreaking home loss. Stop me if you've heard this before. Right now, the number sits on betting pros at minus three and a half on the Baltimore side. 46 is the number for the Cincinnati Bengals on the money line. It's plus 160. Gentlemen, I don't know if this is a gut instinct here, but I am going straight to the money line. I'm going straight to the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought they got caught napping and looking ahead to Baltimore on Thursday night. And the Houston Texans came into town and caught them sleeping and took care of their business. Pat, let's start with you on this one. What do you think in terms of early value, if any, on this big time? Let's call it what it is. It's a playoff game for this division. It is. And uh, boy, I think both teams got caught napping, Joe. The uh, Ravens kind of went to sleep on their big lead against the Browns. And um, what I find fascinating about the numbers in this game Last night at like midnight on Sunday night, the total on this game was 43 and a half. It has gone up two and a half points based, I, I have to think, largely on what we saw, the scoring we saw in Bengals Texans and in Browns Ravens. I've got the under. Like I, anytime I see an AFC North game with a total above 44, 45 points, like I'm smashing the under. So like I'm taking advantage of the line movement on the total here. Um as far as your uh, money line bet, Joe, like that's bold. I, I like the take. I think the Bengals could certainly win this game. I just, I have so much faith in the Ravens at home and seeing them let a win slip through their fingers the way it did really makes me want to bet them at home because I just don't feel like they're going to let two in a row get away from them uh, in the friendly environment of uh, their home stadium. So I think I'm going to wait on this one because I do think the line is going to come down and, and move closer to three, maybe two and a half. Um, see if I can get the Ravens at a field goal or less. But uh, right now I like the under and I'm kind of waiting to bet the Ravens. See, I like the Bengals on the road. I like when they play the underdog. I feel like that's Joe Burrow's favorite place to be is the, uh, the spot where you tell Joe B he can't do something and it goes out there and he proves you wrong. So I know it was a tough Sunday for both of these teams here, and this is a huge game here for the division. If the Ravens take this one, Sam, they kind of really go in, I think, to that uh, front seat here and have everything in front of them. But if the Bengals come away with this victory, we are in a dogfight to the very bitter end. What's your take on this Thursday night game? Because this one's going to be hot. 
I actually like the Ravens a ton here. I took them at three and a half earlier this morning. The Bengals defense is just not what it used to be. It, it is struggling a ton over the last four weeks. They are 32nd in passing success rate, 32nd in early down success rate. They they just are sort of falling apart right now. And Trey Hendrickson, one of their better edge rushers, left the game Sunday with a hyperextended knee. It sounds like he is unlikely to play. They're, they're still monitoring the severity of that. But if you look at the three losses that Baltimore has had this year, I mean, the, the win probability charts are just absurd. I mean, they're, they're going into these games with fourth quarter leads and are just blowing it. So I think there's a little bit more predictability or I guess it's a little bit stickier that they're having and getting these early leads and then it's just sort of down to randomness that they're falling apart late and I I really like the Ravens I think again too with the the unknown about T Higgins health uh whether Jamar Chase is at full health still I I really like the Ravens here it's so interesting, though, because I'm on the polar opposite. And, and and for this very reason you're talking about, which is talking about, you know, the stickiness of the, well, they get up, they have the leads, they're in control of things. But at the same time, they can't finish. And I feel like teams that can't finish, it starts to get into their psyche a little bit. And the best teams in the NFL take care of their business. They finish. And I feel like the Ravens have been that team all year that just have not done that to your point and to Pat's point, too. You know, they were, they were caught, caught sleeping in the game. And it keeps coming around to bite them in the rear end. So we'll see. Now, we've got no uh, foreign exchange student games this weekend. So nobody's going to London. No one's going to Germany. Everybody's hanging out in the States this weekend. Uh, so we're going to be a little bit more normal here on our 1 p.m. slate. And before we get to that slate, too, just a reminder, uh, we're giving away free stuff here at Betting Pros. And we are giving away our one-year free premium upgrade we've been talking about for the last week. So Joseph Mogan... Joe Mogan, not to be confused with someone else with a similar name, you are the big winner. Hit us up at mailbag at bettingpros.com with your proof of subscription to the Betting Pros YouTube channel and your current bettingpros.com username, and we'll get that upgrade process for you as soon as possible. Again, Joseph Mogan, great name, Joe. All of us Joes have to stick together. You're the big winner. Hit us up, mailbag at fantasy pros, excuse me, mailbag at bettingpros.com. See that? So what happens when you're giving away too many things. And don't be jealous of Joseph because Joseph won. One, but we're giving away another one year free premium upgrade to betting pros. So make sure you have subscribed to our betting pros channel. Make sure you've dropped your comment below and make sure you turn on that bell and click that bad boy till it goes ding. So, you know, every time a piece of content drops and we can notify you if you're the big winner of that BP upgrade, let's get to the Sunday slate here and let's start with the Dallas Cowboys flying high of a huge victory, a huge victory against the New York football giants. Uh, Carolina is at one and eight. They are sitting there lowly here, 11 point underdogs in Carolina. Maybe this number isn't big enough, Sam, but 42 is the number overall in this one. If you like the Carolina Panthers for the upset, and I don't, it's plus 410. I think the 11 is too small here. I I'm not going to lie, Sam. I, I think this offense is really starting to find itself. Uh, it was 16 last week when we were talking about the uh, Giants game. And uh, I know that Carolina is a little bit <laughs> better than them offensively, but I don't know about a whole lot. And I don't know if enough for 11 points. To me, I'm on the Dallas side, but where are you? I mean, are they better than the the Giants offensively? You're watching that Thursday night football game against the Bears, and they just look so out of sorts. I mean, Bryce Young might be 
the worst starting quarterback in the league right now. I mean, it, it, he's certainly bottom five, and it's. I made this a thirteen point spread, so I actually took Dallas with the ten and a half earlier this morning. Again, you talked about their offense; they are just hitting their stride right now, and and you can look at the schedule and and say that's part of it because they've played the Chargers defense, which is is not great, the Rams and the Giants, but they they played super well against the Eagles. I think if that game flips in favor of the Cowboys, we're talking about them a lot differently. And I do think I, I know we're we're talking about early lines, but I do think Dak for MVP at 40 to 1 is not the worst bet you could make right now. I mean, I know they're they're two games out of the division lead with the Eagles, but they have an easier schedule than Philadelphia down the road. Dak is playing, again, like I said, lights out right now, and, and, and part of the schedule helps that, but him having the same odds as Trevor Lawrence, who is playing not well at all, uh, I think is a bit egregious. Now, I don't think uh, Dak necessarily wins, but if he keeps playing like this, and closes out the season strong. There's there's a real case for him. Certainly building that case the last three weeks. Pat, I'm more at least 13, 13 and a half on this game. Where do you have this one? Yeah, I've got it, I think, at 12 right now. So I'm maybe a little lower than you guys, but that still uh, gets me to land on the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have really taken care of bit business against the poor teams this year except for their one slip up against the cardinals in week three but other than that in the uh four games where dallas was favored by six or more points they're three and one in those games three and one versus the spread and the three wins they uh averaged a 26 point margin of victory in those three wins and that does not include the opening night Sunday night game against the Giants where they were only favored on the road by three and a half and won 40 to nothing against the Giants so uh Dallas is good at taking out the trash and I think they're going to do that against the <laughs> the Panthers Ooh. this week wow Fitzy no what do you really think? Uh, let's get to the next game here. The Cleveland Browns are going to host the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love how all these games fell in the schedule, too. So you've got the playoff game for the AFC North on Thursday and then AFC North junior division here, the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I say junior, but meanwhile, uh, they have better records than the Bengals. I don't know if they have better roster than the Bengals. Certainly not a better quarterback. Uh, but <clears throat> look, Cleveland pulled out another big win. We talked about this last week, Fitz, right? As a defense travels, you got to be careful. But here you go. Same can be said here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know Pittsburgh lost another piece here uh, on the defensive side of the football. Kenny Pickett's been underwhelming. The number here is four on the side of Cleveland. They're getting the minus four right now. 37 for the over-under and plus 162 for the Steelers to win on the road. 37's low, but Pat feels about right to me. What are your thoughts on any early value in this game between these two teams? Oh, it does. This is the sort of low total we're used to seeing in an AFC North tilt, Joe, not this 46 stuff like we're seeing in the uh, Bengals Ravens game. So, yeah, I mean, the Steelers have now been outgained in all nine games they've played this season, and they have been outscored by 26 points in the air, and they're six and three. They just keep winning games. They should not be winning. So what was the money line on Steelers show? Was that plus 162? Money line is plus 162 right now, looking at it over uh, betting pros. I think I like the money line on the Steelers at plus 162. They're just finding ways to do it, and I'm, I'm still not entirely confident in uh, Deshaun Watson's ability to guide the Browns <laughs> into the playoffs. Why ever would you not be confident in Deshaun Watson? What, what, what would make you feel that way? Uh, Sam, uh, any confidence uh, at all in either of these two teams heading into this game? 
No, none whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, it's again the if the Browns had lost the game, I think that might have been might have made it easier to to handicap this. But I I think I if I had to lean one way, it's with Pittsburgh, whether whether it's on the money line or with the the four points, but that offense still continues to look anemic, even with the performance they put up this past Sunday. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm staying away from this one for right now. All right. Chicago, Detroit, the Detroit lions have pulled one out in the last second. They go to seven and two. The bears are now three and seven. Uh, big number here for this one too. You're getting it 10 and a half over here uh, on the lion side. This one just jumped while we started the show went from nine and a half to 10 and a half so uh there you go get it while it's good 46 and a half is the total for this contest and the bears for the upsets plus 400 on the money line um sam let's talk about this one here the lions you know defensively two weeks in a row here i mean you combine these points we're pushing almost 80 that they've given up that's a lot of points um i know the bears offense is not exactly prolific but Considering the way they've been giving up points left and right in the last two contests here to Baltimore and then again to the Chargers, is the 46 and a half over the right way to go this game? I don't think it is. I mean, if you look at the performances they've had on defense against, again, the Ravens and the Chargers, it's it's been exceptionally bad. And But then if you look at the, the performances they've had against the weaker opponents like Carolina, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, like they're performing well still. So I think they're sort of their defense is sort of in the middle of that, not as bad as what they've shown, but not as good as uh, what they've been against the weaker opponents. So I, I think with how the bears defense is performing too, like they're, they're playing some inspired ball on defense. Like they're, they're first in rushing EPA per play allowed over the last four weeks allowing just a 19.5% success rate on the ground. And I don't know. I think this game goes under the 46 and a half, especially with these two teams leaning more towards the run overall. So uh, this is, this is one of those ones I, I was saying in, in our chat beforehand that it's, it's tough because of how these teams have played recently. But if you look at the competition, it's tough to uh, adjust a little bit for that. Certainly an element of that. Pat, do you see any early value in this game between these two division foes here with Chicago and Detroit? I do now that you're telling me that it's jumped to 10 and a half in some spots, Joe, because I was checking DraftKings right before we started recording this. It had been nine points on Sunday night. Uh, it was nine and a half right before I came on with you. I have to go odd shopping at 10 and a half, and I'm going to take the Bears. Um, I think Justin Fields likely to return this week makes them kind of a live dog. The Bears D is not bad. Like they can really stop the run. That's sort of uh, the little secret. Everyone thinks the Bears are just a pushover, but they can stop the run. And now that they're healthy in the secondary, like I think they're pretty solid all around. I don't know where the Detroit defense is right now after what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Like they've got to fix some some things. And, uh, you know, the Bears with Justin Fields might be able to do just enough to put some points on the board. So, um, you know, like I, I can't get on either side of the total. Like for the last five Bears games have played under. And I like I don't know if Detroit's going to continue to play in these souped up high scoring games. 
But I do like the Bears here if I can get them at plus 10.5. Like, I, I think they can keep it in single digits for sure. It certainly makes a lot of sense there. That's why if a field's return happens, the 46.5, I think, is in play on the overside. Uh, but again, we still don't have that news as of yet. We are crossing our fingers and seeing if that happens. Next one here, maybe a, a game in August we saw on the schedule and we wanted to look past, but not this week. No, no. I want to watch this one. I want to watch CJ Stroud at home conquering hero. Two straight huge victories for them. They are now five and four, very much in the playoff hunt. Arizona Cardinals had Kyler Murray return yesterday. He looked fantastic running the football. No signs of a knee injury there. I mean, he looked spectacular. Uh, a huge run, too, at the end of that game to set up the field goal. So they are now two and eight. Uh, plus four is the number for the Arizona Cardinals. They're underdogs going into Houston, which is understandably so, as they should be. That number feels right. 47 and a half is the total, plus 175 for Arizona. So, Pat, let's talk about it here. CJ Stroud and Houston Texans have been incredibly solid these last few weeks. You can see the confidence in this team continuing to build. So, they get another victory here and by four, or do you think Arizona makes this one a little tighter? I see a little bit of value on the Texans. I'm I'm not quite ready to bet them yet. Like I, I want to see if there's any movement. Uh, maybe this probably doesn't get any closer than it is right now. Maybe this moves towards the Texans and I should get it. But Joe, what a, a feel good game with plucky uh, upstart teams. Like I would not have complained if this were the Thursday night game and we had to watch this standalone. And like, if we had been told this was going to be a standalone game in August, like we would have just, you know, wretched. Anything's like, better than is... having to watch the Jets or Giants in prime time. I am so oh, I sick. Know. I if we know, get one man. more Jets or Giants game in prime time, I'm going to hurl myself off a tall building, Pat. What I what I just can't get over, if I would have told you in August, Joe, that the total for Cardinals Texans would be forty eight and a half, like you would have thought that was ten points high, right? Yeah. I, I still I still think it seems a smidge too high at forty eight and a half. I'm considering the under here, but I don't know these these maybe are uh, we have to come to grips with the fact that these are pretty high functioning offenses. Well, on Fanduel you can get forty seven and a half too. Again, it's just the one point difference, but. Uh... Sam, again, now you got, you know, two quarterbacks here doing, you know, really fun things, uh, making big plays that certainly throws a wrench into, I think, a lot of algorithms and a lot of smart people when they they kind of map out what they think this game is going to be. That sort of chaos can really take its toll. But what side of that chaos do you want to be on this game? Yeah, so this opened at about five and a half last night down to four. Now I make this about five points in favor of the Texans. The Cardinals did have their best offensive output since week four against San Francisco against not a terrible defense in the Atlanta Falcons. I think Kyler could be running the ball a little bit more this next week, but their defense is still suspect. Houston should get Nico Collins back. Noah Brown is coming into his own, just balling out uh, for the the Texans. I think Houston, you know, Houston finally had some success rushing the ball to this past week with Devin Singletary. And uh, I don't know, I, I'm just continuing to ride the high of the Texans. Like it's, it's tough not to buy into this team with what CJ Stroud is doing with the way D'Amico Ryans is coaching that defense and, and they're playing some inspired football as well. I think, you know, they, they allowed 27 points to the Bengals, but still put up a respectable number as far as success rate against Cincinnati. So I, I lean Houston right now. Uh, but I could see, I think if I'm going to back the Cardinals, I want them on the money line and sort of playing into that variance without totally knowing 
what they are fully with Kyler right now. The Miami Dolphins come off a bye. They are six and three. The Las Vegas Raiders have won two games in a row since shedding themselves of Josh McDaniels. The number though, Miami uh, minus 10 and a half. They are very heavy favorites in this game, which again, feels right with a rookie quarterback going on the road. 47 and a half is the number Vegas for the upset plus 400. Sam, um, Miami's been, I think, reeling a little bit in the last month or so. Um, Devon Achan looks like he is going to be cleared and coming back. That is a huge piece, getting them back for practice this week. Hopefully he will play in this game. So that being said, and that element back in this offense, along with that extra week of rest, do you think that Miami covers this 10 and a half? Yeah, easily. I mean, they're, they're coming off the bye. Obviously they had the, the losses to Kansas City and Germany and to Philadelphia on Sunday night uh, before the bye. But giving getting Devon Achan back, I think the shine of, of Josh McDaniels being gone uh, will wear off here for the Vegas Raiders. Max Crosby is playing out of his mind right now, so I do think he could, you know, make some good defensive stops for Las Vegas to keep this potentially closer or, or keep it under this, the 48 point total it's at right now. But I don't know. I, I think coming off the buy, Mike McDaniel is just going to put all his eggs in a basket and just blow this team out. All right. So uh, all the eggs going in the basket, but are they going to scramble up the, uh, the Raiders here or is Antonio Pierce make them road warriors and they just keep believing in themselves. You know, I want to think like Sam here, and you see the quarterback matchup, and it's Tua Tungavailoa versus Aiden O'Connell, and you think 10 points doesn't seem like nearly enough. But, man, the Raiders are playing like they have had the weight of the world lifted off their shoulders with Josh McDaniels gone. And I'm reluctant to lay 10 points, a team that's playing this free and easy. Um, so I'm just – I'm not touching this. Like, I, I don't see any value in either the, the line or the total. Yeah, certainly some danger there. I agree, Pat. Let's go to one maybe a little less dangerous. The New York football giants who might have quit on the season. I think it might be over for them just saying hot take. Uh, they are 2-8 and eight now after an absolute shellacking at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys this past weekend. Uh, Washington Commanders continue to be competitive. They are 4-6, and six, but they compete. They are 10-point favorites in this game, Pat. 37 is the number, plus 375 for the Giants. You know, it's not going to be a lot of times we see the Washington Commanders favored by double digits. It feels dirty, but in a way it feels right. Can you get on board with this? Oh, I don't think I can, Joe. I think I'm just going to walk away from this game. But I, I know what you mean. In this game with a 10-point spread and a 37-point total, that means an implied to point total of 13 and a half for the Giants. And uh, it feels right. They they managed to outkick that in garbage time against the Cowboys, a, a Certainly a much better defense than Washington, which had the uh, pre-trade deadline fire sale. But man, I just, uh, there's nothing about this game that makes me want to play it either way. I just can't, I can't do it, Joe. Sorry. Sam, can I interest you in a double digit spread in Washington? No, not, not at all. I mean, this is way, <laughs> this is way too big of a line to trust Sam Howell to cover. It's also not big enough for me to trust Tommy DeVito to keep it that that close <laughs> that said that's what they call the perfect storm my friend yeah i i do think if i had to choose a side it would be with the giants just because of how low this total is um if it does go under then the giants are are most likely covering this spread so 
I mean, if you're looking for a sweat in this game, then take the Giants, but I, I'd i rather not. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers going to Green Bay. The Chargers fall to four and five. Uh, tough loss for them at the uh, final moments. Green Bay, another loss for them. They are three-point home underdogs. 44 is the number, uh, plus 145 on the Green Bay money line. Sam, you know, the Green Bay Packers seem to just have a host of problems. Pat and I were just talking about on FP2, problems on the defensive side, especially that secondary looming as well for them. Uh, that seems like a bad combination here. Uh, I don't know if the Chargers are favored by enough in this game. I love the Chargers in this spot. What about you? Yeah, the Chargers should be able to take care of the Packers uh, on offense, especially if Quay Walker and Jaira Alexander are out. Again, this is one of those things where the, the Chargers just played in, in – what was an, an emotional game against the Lions and not being able to come away with the victory, losing on that last second field goal. The Packers, I think, had five red zone trips uh, against the Steelers and only scored on one of them. So there's a little bit of randomness in that as well. I lean the Chargers, but it being a noon game in God's central time zone, uh, I do think... <laughs> I'm staying away from this one as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm I'm in with two feet in this one. I, I just think the Chargers are just markedly better offensively here. Um, Pat, what do you think about this one? I just think they're going to outscore them to death here in this one, and three is just not enough. Like, I, I can't disagree with that, Joe. That's kind of the way I see the game going. But then again, you've got the Chargers who just notoriously cannot close games. And when do I, and when by do the I way, ever on this show, Pat, say, man, I love the Chargers this week. I don't think I've said that all season, but I just I love the Chargers this week. I just and, do. And by the way, Joe, it's a, a SoCal team going to Green Bay in late November. Uh, it, it might be a little frosty up there for the Chargers. So I, I can't. I'm not going to bet either side on this one. Um, I, I do think I like the over here because I do think, as Sam mentioned, you know, Quay Walker and Jair Alexander, are their availability is in doubt. The Packers have traded Razul Douglas, a, a trustworthy cornerback. They can't stop the run. Um, so I think they're going to be points. And, and strangely, uh, we've seen Jordan Love operate pretty well in the second half, sometimes when his – uh, when he's being forced to play from behind and the Packers can't lean on the running game. And you would think that would make it tougher for Jordan Love to operate, knowing he's got to be one-dimensional and throw, throw, throw. He's actually been at his best in those situations, it seems like. So I, I think we'll see points in this one. I do sort of like the over. Tennessee Titans are going to travel to Jacksonville. The Titans are three and six. The Jags are six and three. Jags look terrible. Uh, five sacks on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they could not stop that pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers. Regardless, though, at home, they are six and a half point favorites here against Tennessee and Will Levis only managed six points of offense. Uh, hate to say I told you so. Actually, that's a lie. I enjoy saying that sometimes. 40 points is the total for this one, plus 240 for the Titans to win this contest. Pat, look, you know, I don't know if we're going to get Levis again in this game or not. I would assume we do because the Titans really don't have anything left to lose and they need to continue to evaluate. Uh, it feels like a get right game for the Jags, but the six and a half feels a little large to me. What do you think? I think this seems tall and I cannot lay six and a half points to a Mike Vrabel team unless I am certain that the favorite is capable of winning the Super Bowl. I'm not convinced the Jaguars are capable of winning the Super Bowl, especially after we saw them just get crushed by the 49ers coming out of a bye. So um, I think a lot of the goodwill of the Jaguars winning streak that they had built up going into their bye 
was sort of uh, sort of evaporated after that performance against San Francisco. So I'm not sure if I'm going to bet the Titans here, but I'm definitely not taking the Jags and laying six and a half. Sam, your thoughts on this one, too. The number's pretty low at 40, but then Tennessee, again, has to do their part. Uh, and the Jaguars, you know, they need a get-right game in the worst way, and Tennessee's coming into town here. But at the same time, it's just really hard to trust the Jaguars. Do you have any faith in them to cover the six and a half? I do to an extent. I mean, I think you're you're buying the Jaguars at their low. You know, we saw the 49ers beat up on on the Cowboys several weeks ago and and the Cowboys have sort of returned to to their form. Tennessee offensive line is just abysmal and Will Levis has struggled to handle pressure he's got a 54.3 pff grade when pressured which is 18th among quarterbacks he's also attempting a ton of deep passes i mean he's got a a 10 plus a dot in in each of his games jacksonville is sixth best in epa per play allowed on passes traveling at least 15 yards in the air so i think the jags defense can do enough to hold tennessee's offense down the obvious concern is whether their offense can can do enough, but I don't think the Titans' defense is, is really that scary. So I think I'm laying off for now, but they are, Jacksonville, a an interesting teaser leg if it stays at six and a half or more. The 49ers' defense looks pretty scary when you have uh, Bosa on one side and Young on the other. San Francisco goes to 6-3. and three. They stop the bleeding. They are 10.5-point favorites at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're 4-5 and five and competitive. The, the Bucs go out there and they compete every week. They're coming off a victory of their own. 41.5 is the number for this one. Tampa Bay for the upset, plus 425. So is it just as easy, Sam, as San Fran's back? And yeah, double digits, we'll cover that. I think it is, but again, this is this is another one that um, Tampa Bay has been frisky in some games against better Excuse me, against better competition, uh, they've they've faltered a, a bit, but they were able to keep it close against Buffalo. But that said, I, I they just don't have I think the firepower to keep up with San Francisco here. I think San Francisco is able to cover this, but it'll be I think a little bit closer than people expect. Two weeks ago, they showed a lot of firepower. They were going back and forth, trading blows there with uh, the ten the uh, Houston Texans. Excuse me, Pat. Do you think Baker Mayfield has another rabbit in his hat this game against the uh, 49ers? Yeah, and I mean, they hung close with the Bills a couple of weeks they ago. Did. So um, yeah. it's interesting. The total on this has dropped a full point since it uh, from where it opened. So it's as if the betting public does think maybe now the 49ers defense is uh, you know, like it's just going to be impregnable now that they've got Chase Young and that pass rush. But we saw that defense look pretty terrible right before their bye and with some problems on the back end. And I like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, are they going to completely shut down these guys? Uh, you know, Baker's mobile enough to get away from the pass rush. So I'm intrigued by the over here. I don't really see value on either side um, because the Buccaneers have shown the ability to hang with tougher opponents. So I'm, I'm not laying the 10 and a half. Uh, I'm mildly intrigued by the over here. All right, let's go to the next one here. And I just don't understand this one. I got to be honest with you. Buffalo Bills. We'll see what happens tonight on Monday Night Football. But no matter what happens, they are favored by seven against the New York Jets. 40 and a half is the number consensus on betting pros. Plus 250 for the Jets upset. Pat, this Jets offense is misery absolute misery seven is not enough 
Uh, to me, I, like I said, I don't care. The Buffalo Bills can go out there and just lose outright tonight, and I don't care. I'm still going to be on the Bills side of this. I don't think seven is enough, but what do you think? No one wants to bet the Jets, Joe, but um, the Jets beat the Bills back in week one when they lost Aaron Rodgers early in that game, found a way to come back and win. Um, they split the series with the Bills last year and covered in both games. So they have covered in three straight against the Bills. And yes, you look at Josh Allen against Zach Wilson, and uh, you know that looks like um, Muhammad Ali against Glass Joe, pretty much, <laughs> as far as the uh, quarterback <laughs> matchup. But man, like this Jets D is is fierce and they do seem to play up to the level of competition at times. Like they they seem to get up for challenges. So man, I do think the Jets are capable of ugling this game up and uh staying within a touchdown. Well, you might have made my argument for me though, because you said they split every series, so this is the Bills' turn to win in convincing fashion, right, Sam? Let's go, Bills, right over the Jets. I mean, come on. This Jets offense is just pathetic the last few weeks. How could they seven? Seven? I don't even know if they can get up to seven against Buffalo. Yeah, the the Jets offense is anemic, uh, to say the least. The thing that confuses me with the Bills is that they are top four in almost every major efficiency stat there is, you know, EPA per play, success rate, all that stuff. But it just doesn't look like it. I mean, they 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 just seem like they're sort of doing their thing. Like they've had a couple bummer losses, like they didn't get much going against Cincinnati last week. So I'm waiting for the Monday night football game tonight. I want to see what this Bills offense looks like against what is certainly a below average Broncos defense. And if they can put together a complete game, then I'm I'm all in on the Bills. But I'm I need to see it first because their their defense has struggled a little bit too. Obviously, again, I, I think the the Raiders defense is, has not been great, but and the the Jets couldn't put up much against them, but I I just need to see it from this Bills offense once. Yeah, I, I I feel yeah, but it's it's the Jets and Zach Wilson, so I'm just going to close my eyes and bet it, and uh, of course, make sure you're making all your bets over at Betting Pros, and make sure you're joining our NFL contest, bettingpros.com slash NFL contest when you do, or if you have the BP app, and I think you do, by now you should. Uh, just go to the community tab, click on that and join our NFL contest, make five picks a week. We're doing weekly prizes, monthly prizes. We're giving away upgrades to fantasy pros, the betting pros. We're giving away uh, free stuff from our fantasy pros and betting sh- pros shops, as well as a Jackson Smith and Jigba autographed Jersey for the season long winner. So again, prizes abound, go to bettingpros.com slash NFL contest. Join today. You don't even have to be betting. You just have to make picks. It's just fun. You like fun, don't you? Well, go join the contest right now. Let's go to this next one. Might be fun. Might be more fun than we realized. The Los Angeles Rams coming off a bye, three and six. Maybe Matthew Stafford a little bit healthier. We shall see. The Seattle Seahawks coming off a, a big victory. They are six and three right now. So 44 and a half is the number. The Rams should be underdogs in this game. The number feels right. Plus 120 on the money line for the Rams. Uh, to me, the 44 and a half is the most intriguing. I like the over in this game. Uh, what do you think, Sam? Yeah, I mean, this largely depends on Matthew Stafford's health, uh, which is why I, I'm staying away from it right now. We don't know whether he's going to to play in this game. I, I would assume he does since they didn't put him on 
injured reserve, but uh, there is that concern still. The The Seahawks offense has just been weird. Like a, a couple of weeks ago, there were people calling for Geno Smith's job and telling, you know, saying that the Seahawks should should bench him for for Drew Locke, which I vehemently disagree with. But it they again, they they have yet to put together a, a full and, and complete game. They looked much better in the second half against Washington on Sunday, but they their offense just tends to to sputter at times. So I think this line is is pretty close to accurate. And uh, I'd be waiting to see what the status of Matthew Stafford is, because that's going to change things a lot. I feel like both these teams are mistake prone. And that's why I like the over in the 44 and a half, because usually mistakes learn lean to points, uh, you know, typically, in my opinion. Fitz, what do you think about this game here? It does feel kind of spot on. I like the over anything you like here. I think as soon as we get any indication that Matthew Stafford is going to play, and I do believe he will play, this line's going to come down. Right now, I, I don't want to take it. Uh, when I checked on DraftKings, it was Rams plus three, but at minus 120 to bet the Rams. So I don't really want to do that. I'm a little more interested in the Rams on the money line because I like a home dog on the money line when I think they have the better quarterback. Um, that to me just seems like a, a reasonable play. And like Gino has not played well. He was, he was decent against the commanders on Sunday, but for the most part, um, we've seen early career Gino Smith for much of the season. And I think, you know, late career, Matthew Stafford trumps early career, Gino Smith. Uh, so like, give, yeah, give me the Rams on the money line here. The team that can't be stopped, the Minnesota Vikings. Who needs Justin Jefferson? Who needs Kirk Cousins? We've got Josh Dobbs and Jordan Addison and and Ty Chandler. That's all we need. Uh, Minnesota travels to Denver. They are underdogs, plus one and a half right now at minus 110. 43 and a half is the number, plus 105 for Minnesota right now. Again, the Denver Broncos, we'll see what they do tonight. Uh, but Pat, I'm just going to keep rolling the dice here with the Minnesota Vikings. They're hot. They're believing in themselves. I think they can go on the road in Denver and come out with a victory. So I would go straight to the money line on this one. What about you? It does seem like kind of a toss up, Joe. Um, the one thing that makes me hesitate is like the Broncos may have kind of quietly fixed their defense. Yeah. Oh, like I think they're held... going to beat the Bills tonight, but we'll see. Well, more on that. Join our live streams every Monday and Thursday for that conversation. But continue on, my friend. Yeah, the Broncos have held two of their last three opponents under 100 rushing yards. They seem to have gotten things squared away a little bit in the back end on pass defense. So, um, boy, yeah, like I'm not quite sure what to expect with this game. So this is one I'm kind of staying away from. I just don't see any value. And like there's pretty much no outcome in this game that would surprise me. High scoring, <laughs> low scoring. Oh, it's a convincing Vikings win, it convincing is a Broncos win. A hundred percent. So, Sam, I'm writing a script here where I get the Denver Broncos upset and this money line increases a little bit and then I go bet the Minnesota Vikings. That's what I'm trying to live in. That's that's the world I'm creating for myself. But what do you think here? Any early value on this line between Minnesota and Denver? Yeah. Joshua Dobbs is him. He could take the Vikings higher. I mean, Kevin O'Connell has talked about the value of having a rushing quarterback and, and what it can do to open up the playbook and the different options you have from there. He's obviously been a little bit quieter about that in the past because Kirk Cousins is not a mobile quarterback. But I think we're seeing that here with Joshua Dobbs being able to extend plays with his feet and run some some read option plays. I think they'll get Justin Jefferson back. They do have, in my opinion, a clear 
coaching advantage in Kevin O'Connell over Sean Payton at this point in his career. So I love the Vikings money line. I think we just continue to ride Josh Dobbs. He is just a phenomenal story. Like I think it's you take a step back and think of what he's all been through and it's just super impressive what he's doing. I I'm enamored with the man right now. I I am. So uh, there's nothing I love more than sitting here with two giant cheese heads who uh, the last two weeks have done nothing but talk about how awesome the Vikings and Josh jobs are like, I don't, I don't know how you guys are sleeping at night, but it's entertaining for me. I'm loving this. I'm really enjoying this. And taking shots at Sean Payton on the way out too. Ooh, look at you! Well, look at you. The good thing is, coach. Joe. Yeah. I mean, now we're we weren't expecting the Vikings to make the playoffs, but now Sam and I know we're going to get to watch the Vikings fans go through another soul-crushing playoff loss. <laughs> that's what it is. So it's that, all the like, setup that's the encouraging. End. Well, it looks like Kevin O'Connell's having himself a, a hell of a time. He has smiles uh, galore there, throwing his hands up, giving hugs. Looks like a good uh, feel good story, basically, in Minnesota. I'm I'm and I'm riding that wave. I mean, it just looks good. Now, look, this is the marquee matchup of the week coming off the bye. Andy Reid's always really good. Well, the Eagles are coming off the bye too. eight and one Eagles against seven and two Kansas City Chiefs. The rematch of the Super Bowl, the two favorites to go back there again. And it's hard to argue right now from what we've seen. Maybe you like the 49ers or the Cowboys. Maybe you want to make a case for somebody else in the AFC. I don't know, but uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are three-point favorites at home in Kansas City. 46 and a half is the number for this one, plus 130 for the Eagles on the upset. So, Sam, do the Eagles get some revenge here on a Kansas City Chiefs team that also has struggled at times to put everything together? What do you think about this one? I mean, this is going to be some good, clean fun. I I go through and, <laughs> and, and make the lines every, you know, what I would have them set at before we record here. And I could not have been more confident that this is going to be a two and a half or three point spread uh, just with the way these two teams are. I do think there are a couple of things. I mean, the Eagles are not going to have Dallas Goddard, which with their depth at wide receiver is a slight concern. Obviously, the Chiefs offense has looked a little bit out of spurts i think the eagles have the coaching advantage just from a decision making perspective but i think andy reed from a scheme and play calling perspective is going to come out of this by and figure out a way to get these these receivers involved he's going to put the good stuff out i i think he's going to show that this offense is what it is and can come away with a victory so at minus three, it is very, very tough for me to take the Chiefs against the Eagles because they are a phenomenal team. But I, I like the Chiefs overall in this matchup. All right, Fitzy, big game. What's your pick? I can predict how Joe Pisapia is going to bet this game. And Joe, <laughs> I think you could actually talk me into the Eagles on the money line at plus 130. Well, when, you're, when Vegas is telling you there's no advantage, which is the three, like when Vegas, when Vegas says eh, home home's favored by three, they're telling you they don't know. So take the value, which is the money line. Yeah. And it, it, it's interesting that the total on this game dropped a point and a half overnight. It opened at 48 on Sunday night on DraftKings and it was 46 and a half last I checked right before this show. Um, the Eagles have been really leaky in the secondary lately. They have had all sorts of issues trying to deal with wide receivers. And weirdly enough, I have to question whether the Chiefs can actually take advantage of that with the wide receiver group they have. Like, this is not a good group. 
Um, so boy, I like I could you could definitely talk me into the Eagles on the money line here, Joe. I do think this is a really close Love it. matchup, and uh, I I kind of like that plus money. I can guarantee you the Eagles on the money line will be part of my 10 favorite bets for week 11. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel of betting pros. Don't forget, drop the comment below. You can be the next big winner of one of our giveaways this week. We're doing another one year free premium upgrade to betting pros. So subscribe to the betting pros channel, ring that bell till it goes ding, drop a comment below. We want to know what you're in on. What games do you love? What games do you hate this week in week 11? This is a safe place for you to communicate. So make sure you drop those comments below in the YouTube and, uh, Check us out uh, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and all of our other podcasts. And, of course, our NBA show going as well. You don't want to miss that. So tune in live for that fast break bets. Pretty damn good right there. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Fitz and Sam, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.